This is Issues 2023. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Jeremy Hill, Director, Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. Welcome to Issues 2023, Jeremy. Good to have you with us. Um, let's begin with the basics. What is that? Uh, what is it that you do at the center? Well, the center tries to put their best effort to forecast what's going on in the next 12 months so that everyone can sit there and plan. Businesses can plan. Even people at home can sit there and try to plan if it's a good time to find a new job. How and, and when did the uh, center get a start? Oh, it's been open for this next year. I think it's 50 years. No, 55 years this next year. Uh, so we're, we're 54 years old. Yes, and always at Wichita State, right? Yep. Yeah, it started at Wichita State. Okay. Only a few directors, actually. So uh, there's only been a handful. And you've been there since, what did you say, 2009? Yeah, 2009 spring. Okay. So wow. we've been here for quite a while. Annually, uh, the center puts on an economic outlook conference, at least one uh, here in Wichita, and I think at several other places. Uh, now, who attends these meetings, Jeremy? Uh, leaders. So it's business leaders, community leaders will are heavily engaged, and elected officials, local and state, national, will come to this event to not only network, but also to get that perspective. How hmm. do they plan budget for the next year? And uh, how many people attend these uh, these conferences? Well, the most recent one in Wichita had over 700 people in attendance. So it was a big crowd from people all around the state. When you go around the state, we have now 20 some events and it varies on how many people come. It could be some very small towns are 20 people, but other ones are 120 some people. And uh, are they from here, all of them from here in Kansas or do they come from other places? Well, there are sometimes we've had some when there's a business has other uh, divisions somewhere else, they'll come in to get some guidance on what's going on in this market. But we also do, I've been requested by firms to go all over the place. So I go to other states too. Now, what do they say about the meetings? I know they're, you're going to say every one of them is totally pleased, but give me an accurate description of what oh, they well, say. So I'm sure they have the, some input on how you can do it better. Yeah, but, we, we already yeah. just pulled the evaluations just last week. and oh, yeah. Every single year, people come because of the networking. We actually had to continue to add more time to networking in the beginning of the day. It starts at 8 o'clock, but people show up at 6.30 just to network. And then the, the format is you're offering uh, some great speakers. You cover a lot of ground. You're making forecasts for the future. And today, I'd like to look at what you are forecasting for 2024. Now, let's, uh, let's backtrack just a bit. Who are some of these speakers you get? You get some pretty well-known economists and people like that, don't you? Well, for the nerdy side of economists, yes. <laughs> we get some uh, really high-profile people at the national level, but we don't want to just do that. Sometimes we bring you know, big uh, business executives and even small business executives to this room just so that we have a dynamic perspective, only about how you bring those people for a dialogue for issues that are going to be impactful in the future. So is it going to be agriculture or manufacturing or aerospace or just income or job availability? We bring those kinds of people in just to hit those big key issues. Well, let's start with uh, this morning with population. Um, what do you see for population growth uh, across Kansas this year? Well, we and actually updated our model this summer because we had a great foundation to help support it. We're going to update it every single year. We had some big changes in this model. Let me start with the bad news. We're growing slower and slower, not only here in in, uh, uh, well, in Kansas in our forecast than we had previously. That's a similar trend as the nation. The big shifts are urban markets aren't growing nearly as fast, which I was doing better, 
And rural markets, which have been declining by a whole lot, some have stopped that decline, some have grown, and some are just going to decline at much slower paces. Do you look at uh, specific numbers? Uh, let's talk about, it. if we can this morning, I, I've, I'm looking at the Wichita or South Central Kansas market. Do you call it an MSA of four counties or anything like that? Yeah, we do the MSA, and we have each individual county when we do our forecasts. And oh. even our forecasts, we have it at a sub-county level. Some people might want to look at their neighborhood, so we've got right. some of that. Well, let's just talk about... The Wichita general area, then, uh, population-wise, what are we looking at next year as well, far as growth or not growth? Well, this is actually good news because we've had a stagnant economy for about 15 years. I was starting to get really optimistic about our economy and population moving in, coming into 17 and 18, saying, hey, we're we're just about to get wages up to attract more people because our industry is about to grow, and we had a series of issues, right? Uh, but I'm still, uh, and I, just to be clear, I was very negative about the economy during that period. Duke of doom and gloom is what people call me. I am now very optimistic about the economy because demand is there. Firms need people. We are, we are fully out of capacity. The only way to grow is to bring wages up and, and get people to move in. So population, because of migration, is going to be a big factor to this market. And that's good for everyone. A growing tax base. The only thing is bad is you're going to might have longer lines at the restaurant. Are you talking about Adding uh, 1,100 people or 15,000, or do you do you get down that specific? Oh, That'd yes. be hard to do, would it? Yes, we're actually going to do really? another forecast that shows just – right now it looks at the total level, but we have components, and migration's one, and we're actually going to put that on our website. I don't remember that one off the top of my head, but uh, migration is the biggest factor for us. It is not fertility, having babies. Uh, it, deaths are wearing, wearing us down because we have some aging population here. We don't have that core age to have babies, so it has to be migration. That's our big driver. For are we going to have enough houses? Are we going to have enough places to live? Are we going to have enough child care? Oh, those are all good ones. Well, the um, child care is a big one. I know that. Go ahead. So on the housing part, yeah. we already know we cannot build our way out of this. So the real rough part of that is people's perceptions are going to have to start shifting downwards, right? The Those millennials can't – or. Z's can't come out there expecting the house their parents have. They're going to have to shift down to some of the older homes and put a lot more skin in the game to make it work. But you're going to already see not only Wichita, but communities around Wichita have all made all kinds of housing programs to try to ramp up and match the demand for the new investments like Integra and so forth. Um, as for child care, that is a big sticking point because we could get more people Actually, men have left the labor force in this market. We can get them back in the labor market if we can get some child care so they can go back to some of these firms. It's just too costly right now, and it's better for them to stay home, men and women, to stay home. I've been watching, uh, uh, just driving around, taking my wife to a doctor's appointment. There's a lot of apartment construction going on all over different sides of the north and west part of town, at least. Yeah, the multifamily or the apartment side yeah. is in even the townhomes. Those are the two key ways. The reason why is because when you look at the cost today, because costs have gone up on housing, and it should, it, I know people may disagree with me, but it should. We're not affordable in the builder side. So when you look at that cost, it's such a sticker price that now these big developers can go and cover that first cost, and the rent side is going to be king for quite a while. Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, A few years ago, I thought we might be overbuilding that se segment uh, just because we weren't growing that fast. But now we see this, I think, a lot more demand, a lot more people moving in. So I can see them still filling every single every single slot over the next you know, five, 10 years. Now, when you look at population growth, are there cities or counties, which cities or counties will see the most growth? 
You do all of Kansas, by the way. Yep, we do every single county. And of course, in the Overland state. Park is yeah. going to have the most, right? Yeah, Kansas City is growing really fast. <laughs> yeah, is, uh, I was up there the other day. Yeah, it's it is growing. It's well, going crazy. And the investments near, you know, not just Kansas City, Overland Park, all all yeah. around there. Yeah. Even Leavenworth will probably see a little bit more growth than they've had in the past. Mm. For this area, it is really still central city and neighborhood cities that are doing all the growth. We still have that flight to the suburb. That is getting all the growth to places like Derby and Andover and Goddard. That's where the growth is happening. Um, now, when you get much further than that, it it slows down. And some of just outside of this area are still declining. Even though the Wichita is growing, you'll see some small communities still struggling. I think we, we, we brushed over this pretty quickly. My fault. But what are the factors in determining population growth? What do oh, you consider? Yep. So we want to know everyone ages. No, even me, I get older every year. We have fertility. It has to be by females. So we're looking at the presence of females of a certain age for that probability. We have a race component because fertility and death and those practices change. You, then you die, right? And you move in. So those are the components. All right. How interesting. You're listening to Issues 2023 on the Odyssey radio stations. And our guest is Jeremy Hill, Director, Center for the Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. Have you ever thought about shortening your name? <laughs> My name or no, the, the, or the title? Company, yeah. Center's name. Yeah, the center's name. Well, <laughs> I would love for someone out there to name this center. It would be, it'd be great. What do you call it? Said bar, maybe? CDBR is what oh, I okay. usually say. But that's still hard to say. The D and the B is hard to understand and, and uh, talk about. So I would love to change the name. What you want to you want to pay for that name, <laughs> no, right? No, so we'll call no, okay, it out. No, to thank you. you. What does uh, twenty twenty four look like in terms of employment for Kansas? Right. So uh, for Kansas, we expect the employment to grow by 05 For Wichita, 07 percent. That's hard for people to really put in perspective. But our natural rate of growth for the state is around 03 percent. So we think Kansas is still an expanding economy. And we think Wichita is definitely expanding, right? There's so much more demand for labor here. It's just we've ran out of people. So we're still thinking that some will happen. But if you add up the number of jobs that we have for Wichita or for Kansas, it doesn't even come close to those promised jobs that we've had a lot of development from, from like Integra and Panasonic and, and all these other companies. Don't even come close to it. So mm -hmm. the reality is not every firm's going to get all the jobs they want. And we might be under forecasting this because those firms want a lot more than we have available. And that, that Integra thing's not a done deal. Yep, they're still working on it. I mean, it's uh, anything can happen out there, huh? Yeah. But we're looking at if it does happen, a couple of thousand jobs at least. Yeah, but even that aerospace has got so much more demand for jobs. They It will not slow down on any, any of the three segments of aerospace. Hmm. Which communities will see the biggest growth in employment across the state? Uh, well, it goes back to Kansas City is the, is the prime one. Wichita looks really healthy now. Um, Topeka, which we forecast, is actually much stronger than it had been before. And I say much stronger there. I think it was around 0.2%. It's a lot slower than the state, maybe 0.3%. Uh, but that's a lot better than it had been before. And then we do the rest of the state. Those are the four ways we forecast. The rest of the state, we're still very optimistic. So all these rural parts of the state, there's demand for beef, right? They're running pretty hot. All the food manufacturing that we eat, those comfort foods like pizzas and Twinkies, all that stress out there, we're eating them, right? We're eating all those foods. And dog food, we're going to feed Fido. So all those are doing great. Uh, what job sectors promise the most opportunity in the year ahead? I mean, looking at retail, manufacturing, different kinds of jobs, right? Well, uh, because of those investments, we see a lot on that manufacturing. And I just listed off a whole bunch of that manufacturing that looks fantastic or production like the cattle side. 
Uh, because those are the drivers for the state, that's why I look to them a whole lot. They're going to continue to keep that demand up. And in those communities, then you'll see the retail and all that really keep flowing through. Construction remains weak right now just because of mortgages and home prices, and I don't expect a lot there. Um, and then when you go over to, let's see, oh, the oil and gas, not going to see a lot there because we're not in that. Our producers are not looking at it a great market. Although the prices are great, they just don't like the policies. They're sitting on the sidelines, going to wait it out. Yeah, that, uh, and there's something that I don't know if you've discussed that in your uh, conferences, but what about uh, the impact of uh, EV, electric vehicles? And uh, I mean, the, the administration is really pushing it. And I'm looking at it and say, whoa, shouldn't we take a little time on this? What are you, what are you hearing? Right. So I mean, we, I can't afford one of those cars. <laughs> I know that. I can't either. <laughs> However, it is definitely a part of the mix going in the fleet, fleet going forward and the demand going forward. So it's, it's there. And I have looked at it quite a bit about the capacity of them to build and how much that will switch over and infrastructure. That's important to Kansas because we are an energy state. We still produce oil, right? Yeah. We still have a lot of value when oil's up, yeah. um, net value to the whole state. So what is going on? I, you know, I think you know, EV is going to continue to grow. It might pause a little bit for various political reasons or technology reasons that might really come back and forth. But I don't think it's going to outpace Oil and gas, you're going to still have combustion engine for quite a while. There's a lot of things that keep that value graph there. Is not, I can't, the radio can't see that graph is not going to look like this in growth, but it could be, I can't do my arm, but it could be up and down, but still in the trend going to oh, the yeah. upside. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to continue to go up. Um, you, you know, a slowing growth is probably more likely than a flat growth in one year for the next couple of years, you just because it has a lot of capacity to fill in the, the needs. But Kansas does great. We have all these other energy sources to help fill that. Well- Demand, you know, and last last year or so, I've been able to get out of town a couple of times after the pandemic. And if you go out fifty four down toward New Mexico, where I went, uh, just uh, try to count the the number of uh, wind turbines going. I mean, wind power is huge in this state now. So wind Probably power bigger too, and solar. Solar is really coming solar. up actually yeah. in Kansas. I've had a lot of companies come and call me about solar, not in in rural areas, but also in urban markets. Uh, not around Wichita, Southeast, North, Northeast. They've been all over trying to build those out. I actually had a big panel about energy on transmission. We do not have, an, although we did all the smart grids around the state, we still do not have enough. So we have on that side of construction, we're going to see a lot more construction over the next few years for building out all the transmission wires so that we can continue with wind and solar because that is our new uh, energy sector bes- replacing the oil and gas, and that's uh, uh, yeah, it's effectively the grid. You got to have the grid. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're exporting quite a bit to our surrounding states, and uh, we need to get fix some of the pricing there. We're we're actually not getting all the benefit that we should, but it's a benefit to the state. What is uh, let's talk about uh, back to working now. Does your research look at wages? Oh yes, that was a big part of my story back in uh, October when we did our release. Okay. Um, and we do forecast. Our model set was not very optimistic about the wages. I think the model's wrong. However, it looked at the recent past and said, hey, we haven't kept up with infl- with wages when you take out inflation. And it was not optimistic about the next two years. I think it's wrong because there's so much demand out there. Not only, and we do a survey of businesses. They said they're going to compete on wages. We look at profitability and corporate income here, and they're, they're positive. They have a capacity so with lots of demand, the ability to pay, 
and we're running out, of, running out of people, I think wages should start really accelerating and catching up to the U.S. Right now, there's a $7,800 per person penalty in Kansas. We make that much less on average. And if you just a few years ago, we were right on track with them. And even go back a couple of decades, we used to be higher than the U.S. Oh. So this gap continues to widen. And it's because we had that stagnant economy. Aerospace was part of that over the 15 years. But that's why I said, hey, aerospace has got to have people. They're going to raise wages. You'll see that compete up. What are you predicting about retail sales across the state? So right now it's weakened off quite a bit because we had all the federal dollars in our back pocket. Last year, we forecast that we might make it to December. We made it a little past. And you can see that that inflation just really eroded our purchasing power this year, right? We kept up some of the retail spending because we put it on credit cards, right? We were depending on it. Because I'm optimistic about demand for employment and wages, that's going to be the fuel. I just don't think a lot of that will transpire over this next 12, this next 12 months. That is going to be anything more material than I think it was three, around 3% growth, inflation adjusted. Is that for the Wichita area? Yep, for the Wichita area. I think it was somewhere around that. And Kansas, any different as far as? So Kansas, I'm still very optimistic as well and fairly similar uh, because of Kansas City and even some rural parts of the state. There's a lot of purchasing power because of ag. Ag's a big part of the state. We didn't talk about that. Although ag has struggled because of all the droughts, the insurance has kept the cash in the pockets and the average farmer in Kansas is still making money. And when they make money, they spend it. And guess what? Can't, Wichita benefits from a lot of that ag income. All right. Uh, anything, do you do any forecasting about the stock market, Jeremy? So we do. We actually pulled the numbers. We were, haven't released it yet. I didn't even look at the numbers yet. I do know that they, so we don't do it directly. We do it as consensus. We allow anyone who wants to do it. So anyone wants to put it in there, they are very optimistic about this next year. They think the stock market's going to really come up. And I hope they're right because I did not do so well the last few months. So. Yeah, I've been looking at that 401k and it been t- it's going down a little bit or has been, although we've had a big, good week, I guess, yeah. on the market. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, mine bounced up a little bit. It hasn't covered my big hole, though. <laughs> string, well, string together a few there. Uh, now, they have these Outlook conferences in, in a number of cities across the state. Um, how many do you do and how do you keep up with that busy schedule? So, yeah, we have about 20 of them. I did 13 of them just all in October, all in about just over two weeks. We did 13 of them. Some two a day, uh, but we're going every single day trying to get them knocked out. And it's just going from town to town. And it's actually a lot of fun. It, it seems like it's a whirlwind, but, you know, we, you have drive times between each community. There's a lot of road to cover, to, and I went to all four corners wow. uh, in October. And we'll go out again in, in January and February. Now, and you go to these communities and you get – Business people and, and civic leaders and people like that, huh? Yeah. I bet so, they're already really interested in what you have to say. Yeah, well, it's it's a two-way street. The night before, I usually take out some executives. They tell me what's going on in their community. And then during the day, I'll have panels and talk to them. So um, some of it is sharing my my data that we've driven, you know, from all this econometrics. But some of it is just the casual conversation for these top executives. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of insights when you sit down and rub shoulders with someone who's the, the executive of a bank branch or over a, a big manufacturing plant in northwest Kansas. So it's you get a lot of information from these people that have skin in the game. I know, though, when you put on a, an, an off-site meeting, because my wife used to work for rent center and did this, an off-site meeting of any kind, it costs you some money. Uh, oh, yeah. How do you get that money back? So we do charge. Uh, you do charge for something? All, there's a fee for all of the events, and, and it's not the cheapest fee for any of the location because mm-hmm. it's very costly. 
not only to put on that event, but also all of our labor and time in traveling sure. today. Yeah. Gasoline, hotels, they're all expensive. Plus, we have sponsors. So mm-hmm. if anyone wants a sponsor, they're welcome to help us out. How, uh, how many people actually work for the center? Uh, we are at four full-time people, and we have two students, and we're now looking at doing another hire. Seems which, like you need about 10 or 20 more, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we put out quite a few things for, for you, the and You do. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, just backtrack a little bit. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, well, federal dollars that have come in for p- pand- pandemic relief. And you know what's been going on with them. The local communities have been putting that money out. Did that pretty much save our bacon? When coming out of that pandemic, well, as the, far as local communities are concerned, yeah. So I have to have full disclosure. I was not so optimistic about the first round of federal dollars, but uh, coming back, I have to eat some crow, and it. I think it was very helpful to stabilize the economy. I still think it could have been better, but it was still helpful for the conditions. Mm-hmm. I thought we needed the second round, but it was too much, and I think that started to push into inflation. And that third round is inflation, and all this recent investment is the wrong timing that is really pushing up a lot more. Uh, elevated demand that the market can handle. So that's why you're seeing a lot of this construction costs. So people at home are having a hard time because we have all this demand for construction crews to build roads and all this other stuff where instead of building the houses where we really need it today. Uh, Child care. I want to hit that one more time. Is That is going to be a real problem then, huh? What do you think? Right. So if you want to grow the economy without bringing someone in, get an affordable child care, and then all of a sudden now you add another person back into that labor market. And you know what? So I've seen a model, but who was it? Somebody uh, just started, they, one of our companies just started their own child care unit. Oh, I, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I haven't uh, heard that in Wichita, but that's seen well, that around the state. It was someplace, but yeah. I thought it was Wichita. Maybe and not. hospitals. There have been hospitals that had it before or came back and tried yeah. to, or the you community's take, doing it. The community themselves. Take your baby to work it. and it's right there. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. Hey, your general, uh, give me your general economic outlook for Kansas in 2024. All right. So we think we think the Kansas economy is going to grow about 0.5%. A lot of that is that production side. Manufacturing is driving this growth. We see a lot of opportunity. Uh, wages, I think my model's wrong, but I think it's going to come up. Output, actually, we think if inflation adjusted, taking out inflation, we think output is going to be fairly reasonable this next year. I think it was around 3%, but you have to go check the numbers on our website. Uh, so that's a strong growth. If you add in 2%, which inflation is probably a lot higher than 2%, for every people at home, that means you're growing about 5% this next year, or your businesses are, you should think about a 5% general growth. So you generally, are you saying you're a little more optimistic than you've been? Yeah, well, I have been increasingly optimistic since 17, except for a few, hit, a few hiccups, including COVID and the 737 MAX kind of derailed well, our economy, but those things we can't forecast. What was interesting, you were talking about the the economy here in South Central Kansas has been pretty crummy for 15 years. Yeah. Is that pretty much what you told me a while ago? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I came in in 2009. That wasn't the the best time to be coming into the community. And yeah. we had the slow, slow... The recession about then, wasn't there? Well, South, yes. It was 2007 when we had Seven. the national recession. And then we really had a long duration. Uh, duration of slow layoffs that just continue to weigh down this economy here. All right. So sounds like uh, you're, you're fairly optimistic to me. Thanks for doing this. And as I said, we've done this issue show probably, I would say, at least a half dozen, maybe times more than that. And I always appreciate what you do, Jeremy, because you got great information gathered from all uh, some very reliable sources. And it, it's, it's good to hear from you again. Thank you for spending some time with us this morning. All right. Guest is uh, Jeremy Hill. He's the director, 
Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2023. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.